A Florida man pulls a gun on the late-arriving furniture delivery drivers, and a lost Florida motorist was smoking weed to get himself ready for the return of Jesus, and a man was injured while opening an alligator's mouth after it attacked his pet dog in a canal. These are the Florida Friday stories, baby. Yeah, it's Friday. The weekend's here. Florida Friday stories are here. A lot of you sent me these stories. I'm grateful. And I can't wait to get into them. Let's do it. This is Jonesy. Weird AF News, honey. It's Florida, Florida Friday. Smoke a big fatty and listen to stories about the craziest state in the U.S., baby. I've shot people for less. That's what a Florida man said after... Furniture delivery guys arrived late with his furniture. A 55-year-old Manatee County man wasn't very pleased when his furniture didn't arrive on time. And uh, instead of, I don't know, calling the company and complaining about them being late, maybe writing a crappy Yelp review about how late these furniture delivery drivers can be, or write, answering emails, maybe going to the store to get yourself some cold brew. Instead of doing any of those things, no, he pulled a gun <laughs> when the delivery guys arrived. And according to the sheriff's office, he said, quote, You know, I've shot people for much less. Much less than late furniture. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's a little alarming because a l- anything less than that is not a good enough reason to pull a gun. <laughs> I mean, right? What, a trick-or-treater didn't ask for candy the right way? You pulled a gun? <laughs> the mailman threw the magazines on your porch, but they missed and fell in the grass. You pulled a gun? I, mean, I was thinking of sort of, you know, people arriving at your home-related incidents that he would pull a gun on. Thanksgiving, and they didn't pass the gravy to you? Gun is coming out! Shot people for less. All right. What's this guy's name, this maniac that shoots people for nothing, pretty much? No, it's Mitchell. Mitchell Helton. He was charged with two counts of aggravated assault, and he remains in jail. He's 55 years old, this maniac. The sheriff says the delivery men notified Mr. Helton ahead of time that they were on their way with the furniture that he ordered from what's called the Furniture Warehouse. According to the report, the delivery men arrived to find that the front door was open. And the men called out to Mr. Helton, who immediately told them that he was upset that it had had taken so long to receive his furniture. The men asked him if he wanted the furniture still, at which time Mr. Helton said, Do whatever you want, (laughs) as he went back into his bedroom. Well, the delivery men, being reasonable people, they said, well, you know, you paid for this crap, so let's unload it. They started unloading the furniture, although Mr. Helton said, do whatever you want. Now, do whatever you want to these guys probably meant, let's drive away and smoke a joint, go to Dunkin' Donuts, anything else than this. Delivering furniture to a surly individual. But no, they did the right thing. They didn't do what they wanted. They actually delivered the furniture to the man, the rude man. They began unloading it. Deputies say that Helton left his home with a gun in his hand and pointed it at both of the delivery men. 
The men began to de-escalate the situation and explained to Mitchell how to how to file a complaint over the late delivery and surprisingly continued to unpack and deliver the furniture. <laughs> These guys are brave souls right here. They kept delivering the furniture with a gun pointed at them. <laughs> Gnarly. No job is worth your life, man. Certainly not a furniture delivery job. These guys deserve raises. I'm going to call the furniture warehouse and tell them to give these men raises. They're heroes, really. Guy points a gun at you and you still bring in the love seat? I mean, come on. Really? The report says that the two men at first dismissed his action as a show of just some anger toward the late delivery. But then they called law enforcement after the fact. That's very, you know, lenient of them, I would say. Oh, no, he's just a little perturbed that his furniture is just a little tardy, you know. I realize he's got an M15, but, I mean, he, he, you know, he really wanted that end table. I mean, he just loved it so much he couldn't wait to get it in the corner of his living room. Put it right under the gun rack. (laughs) The gun rack with 20 guns that he's got. These guys are the most... Are these guys Buddhists? Like these delivery men? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, you got to be like a Gandhi to continue to deliver, slowly deliver furniture calmly while the man has a gun at you? I mean, wow. These men should be working in, uh, you know, law enforcement. In, in emergency situations when there's like, you know, hostage situations or someone's going to jump off a bridge, these guys could probably... Talk somebody out of all that stuff. Helton, the original guy who pointed the gun at these poor, hardworking furniture delivery people, told the deputies that he was startled by someone trying to enter his home. Oh, you were startled, you liar. They called you to tell you they were late. What did you think was happening? He said, they startled me. So he went and retrieved his weapon to defend himself. This guy is a lying piece of Florida crap. Deputies noted that Helton struggled with providing a consistent story. Oh, no shit. A Florida maniac couldn't provide a consistent story? Wow, surprise, surprise. I wouldn't expect to get consistency out of anything that comes out of that state, to be honest with you. Here's the only consistent thing coming out of Florida. (laughs) You know, uh, how do we phrase this? (laughs) You know, deviancy, degeneracy. And great drugs. Yeah, that's what's coming out of Florida consistently. Oh, and amazing news stories that really fuel the fun on on Fridays on Weird AF News. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Thank goodness for Florida's consistency. Florida man, Florida man. He's crazier than any other man. Takes his drugs, goes to jail. (laughs) A lost Florida motorist was smoking weed to get himself ready for the return of Jesus, police say. He was waiting for the Lord on high, while high. (laughs) You gotta be high when you wait for the Lord to return, right? A man who thought he was in Tampa, Florida. He thought he was in Tampa, but instead he was 140 miles away (laughs) from Tampa. (laughs) Police found him seated in his parked car, confused. He told the police that he got high to get himself ready because Jesus was returning. No, oh, you really know how to talk to, to, to the police, sir. Carlos Guillen is his name, and he really knows how to interact with the police. You want to always tell him some crazy shit like this. 
He reportedly had an open bottle of Hennessy on his passenger seat when the police approached him outside a mall where he was awaiting the second coming, apparently. Because Jesus is going to arrive outside a Florida mall, as you know, the second coming. It says so in the Bible. <laughs> of all the places for Jesus to come back. I, Oh, I, we have to hide the state of Florida from Jesus if he returns. He cannot see that place whatsoever. <laughs> we have to hide a couple of things from him. Well, there's actually a, a long list. You know, the... First of all, Christian rock, he cannot hear that. He will be so insulted. <laughs> okay, we have to hide that from him. We have to hide uh, the Inquisition, for sure. <laughs> we have to hide that from him. And we have to hide the state of Florida from Jesus. He cannot be exposed to anything going on there. Police say the car smelled like booze and THC. Police are getting really scientific about their drugs here. Sir, are you under the influence of THC? Uh, I smoked some weed. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> when asked for the driver's license, the 23-year-old Carlos Guillen reportedly handed the police a vape pipe <laughs> that he said contained weed. So not even close to his driver's license. Can I have your license? Oh, you wanted drugs? <laughs> Could I have your registration, please? Oh, would you like to see the kidnapped individual in my trunk? <laughs> oh, I thought you asked for that. <laughs> hey, sometimes when you don't have the proper paperwork, you got to, you know, confuse them by giving them the illegal shit that you have in your pocket. <laughs> you know, it's very effective. I'm going to throw him off the scent of my unregistered vehicle by uh, showing him this unregistered gun that I have in the glove box. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, according to the police report, yes, let's get let's get to the police report, shall we? Guillen told the police he was enjoying his time in Tampa, <laughs> even though he was more than two hours from Tampa. Oh, man, I'm just having a good time in Tampa. Do you want some Hennessy, officer? Come on, take a hit of the Hennessy. Let's wait for Jesus. Jesus is arriving in Tampa at this mall. I know it. Guillen is from St. Lucie. Just in case you guys want to know, you know, where you should be uh, looking for this cat. You know, maybe you're single. I don't know, ladies. Maybe this <laughs> sounds like an upstanding citizen. He definitely knows how, how to have a good time. I mean, if you want to spend a weekend blacked out 150 miles from where you thought you were, awaiting for a great religious experience, then this is your man right here. <laughs> Let me. Can I write your Tinder profile, Guillen? I know exactly what to say. No hookups. Instead, lots of weed and waiting for Jesus. He's from St. Lucie. He was arrested in Vero Beach. They're, bo they're both, those towns are on Florida's east coast, but uh, Tampa is on the west coast. He was nowhere near the west coast. Guillen flashed cops a peace signal during a field sobriety test that otherwise didn't go so well. Yeah, could you give us the alphabet backwards, please? <laughs> peace, man. <laughs> I was trying to spread the word of peace while I wait for Jesus, man. Like, I don't know if the second coming also means the end of the world is coming as well. I think 
from what I understand, the second coming is the Lord returns and then passes judgment. And if we're and if the Lord judges that we've been really shitty, then Armageddon, right? Now, knowing that, in my mind, that's how it works. I have to say, this cat was really preparing properly. Like, if he really believed this was going down, he definitely prepared the right way. Because if that's how it's going down, I'm getting, I'm getting blitzed. I'm getting so, I'm smoking all the weed and drinking all the Hennessy, because I know that the Lord is going to be displeased with our behavior, especially if the Lord arrives in Florida. <laughs> if, this, if the second coming is happening in Florida, you know we're in deep shit. <laughs> okay, enough religion, okay? It's just too much. I can't, I can't, I can't stand gators. I can't, I can't, I can't stand gators. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't stand alligators. A Florida man was hurt while trying to open an alligator's mouth after it attacked his pet Labrador in a canal. (laughs) That's quite a mouthful of a headline. So a Florida man has escaped with minor injuries. Lucky guy. After he jumped into a canal to rescue his pet dog from an alligator's jaws outside his home in the town of Nokomis. Nokomis. I can't pronounce these Florida towns. And who gives a damn? The animal attack occurred... In the late afternoon, and according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, a sanctioned trapper responded to the scene and captured a gator that was over nine feet long. This is a big one. The homeowner grappled with this alligator, according to the Conservation Commission representative, Grappled with the gator after his chocolate Labrador jumped into a canal behind the house after being let outside. This is why it's so dangerous to have, you know, you know, a chocolate lab is not a small pet either. You know, these people that have small pets, they, they don't have a chance in Florida. Are you out of your mind? You want to have a papillon or a chihuahua? That's a snack for a gator. You never see it again. Even small children, you got to just, you got to keep an eye on people. The man, who has not yet been identified by the Florida media, entered the water after spotting his dog being attacked in the canal. He dragged his pet to safety after opening the gator's mouth. How the hell? This guy's a beast, bro. What kind of Terminator shit is this? I mean, I'm I'm blown away. I I loved my dogs, but, like, seriously... If my dog is inside an alligator's mouth, I'm like, I guess that, I guess my dog is gone. I mean, am I a bad owner? Should I be jumping into a canal and trying to open up an alligator's mouth? Luckily, the Labrador and its courageous owner were not seriously hurt at all. Well, that gives me hope. Maybe I should jump in and kick the alligator in the face. Do alligators have nuts? I'll just, I'll blast it in the nuts. An officer said the dog was taken to the vet and both the pet and the owner had only suffered minor injuries during this freaky accident in the canal. This alligator easily will drown you in a canal. I mean, the heroism that has been displayed by this dog owner, I'm just blown away by it. I didn't think anybody in Florida had such good principles. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm generalizing. Come on, I'm joking here. Jeez, ease up on it. I'm going to get an angry call from Angry Florida Man again. 
saying, oh, Jonesy, you don't care about, you think we don't care about our pets? No, I think you care about your pets. Obviously, look what this guy does. I'm just generalizing. And it ain't that you all, all of you care about your, or don't care about your pets. Like, I just think a lot of you are just drunk all the time and, you know, you don't even know where your pets are. Same with your children. <laughs> How many articles have I come across? Child found roaming around in a, on a Florida street. <laughs> okay, I've gone off the rails here. Let's get back to the article. There's a quote from a lieutenant, Bob Gherkin. Yeah, Bob Gherkin. He told the news in an interview that was streamed on Facebook Live. We got a happy ending with this one. It's a good ending. They don't always happen like this. This is a good ending. You sound like a real brilliant man. (laughs) Bob Gherkin surmised that the man's... Surmised? That's way too big of a word to describe Bob Gherkin. I'm going to tell you right now. But I enjoy the writing. Bob surmised that the man's injuries occurred when he was prying the dog from the gator's grip. Oh, no shit! Is that what you is that what you deduced, Bob Gherkin? Wow, you've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds lately. You're really on top of shit. I think the man got injured when he was trying to take the dog out of the gator's mouth. Surprisingly, I think that that's how he got hurt. Oh no, really? I thought he got hurt when he was stood by the side of the canal and said, "Somebody help me! My dog, the chocolate lab Millie, is being eaten." That'll cause an injury. I don't know. That wasn't that funny, but you can imagine. I'm trying to belittle this person. It's not immediately clear if the man had been bitten by the alligator during the incident. Well, what do you think happened? Local resident Kelly Ann Ayers. Ooh, let's see what this genius has to say. She wrote on social media that she took an image of the animal from a dock when it was spotted in the area the week prior to the Labrador Labrador attack. Ooh, Kelly was trying to say, told you so, to the community. She wrote on Facebook, I had a fence built on Monday along the shore and I called the alligator hotline. Holy crap, there's an alligator hotline in Florida? I didn't know I didn't know about this. I'm calling that bad boy. What are you doing today, Jonesy? Getting high and calling the Florida alligator hotline. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> she called the alligator hotline and they they did nothing. She referenced the number used to report so-called nuisance gators. I love how you can call a gator just a nuisance. Anywhere else in the world, the gator is like, that's a deadly threat to the community. You guys are just like, oh, what a nuisance. Look at it. It's it's kind of, oh, what is it? Oh, it bit my baby's leg. What a nuisance. Before the trapper could get here, it attacked a dog four doors down, and the owner jumped in and saved the dog. Remarkably, they are both okay, Ayers posted on her Facebook page. She posted a picture of the gator and wrote, It's huge. We're getting our news from neighbors on Facebook now. The image has attracted more than 100 reactions and dozens of comments from other Facebook users. Aren't you glad I told you that? Here's some, here's some of the groundbreaking comments that were made on this alligator photo. That's a big boy! <laughs> glad you and the dogs were all okay and he got trapped before anything bad happened because that's definitely a huge gator. Wow. People are so observant. You guys should you guys should work for the lieutenant. You're just as observant as he is in the world. <laughs> Stupid. I can make fun of Floridians all day long. And I'll tell you, though, this guy's a freaking hero, man. I wonder if this guy's available for dog sitting. <laughs> this is the guy you want sitting your dog, for sure. <laughs> your typical Florida dog sitting agency, I'm going to say, you know, I'm a little suspicious of them. 
You know, if it's anything like the Florida daycares, <laughs> then you're probably finding meth on the ground <laughs> in the vicinity. But this guy, this guy offers to take care of your dog on it. I guarantee you I will save your dog from all of the crazy-ass wildlife that we have in the state of Florida. Including people on bath salts that may want to bite your dog's face off. I will will save them. Oh, oh no, never mind. That's my dealer. Yay! Got an alligator in my backyard and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Got an alligator in my patio and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Had an alligator at my birthday party and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Had an alligator in the front seat of my Volkswagen and nobody cares because it's Florida. Alligators everywhere and nobody cares in Florida. There's alligators everywhere and nobody cares. Oh, guys, you know, I just can't thank you enough for spending your Friday with me. Maybe it's Saturday morning. I don't know. I know some people get this late. (laughs) I don't always publish them early. Please forgive me. I have a very, you know, inconsistent lifestyle. But I always get the shit done. Always get it done. Uh, I want to thank everybody who sent me Florida articles. They were wonderful. I had a great time doing the show. Um, So funny. I want to give a special thanks to uh, Brandy F., who is uh, one of my Patreons. Patrons. When I I get a new patron, I just get so excited. She wrote me a nice email, too. Hey, Jonesy. I'm a longtime listener, but a first-time writer. I listen to you all the time with my boyfriend, Jonathan. We even listened to you in a rental car when we were in Florida on vacation, <laughs> which I, which to me sounds like the greatest place to be listening to the show. The reason I finally joined the Patreon was for Jonathan, my boyfriend. But you obviously deserve it anyway. Oh, that's sweet, Brandy. You're buttering me up here. You don't have to go to all these lengths. Brandy says, by the way, it's Jonathan's birthday this Saturday, August 10th. We both love listening to you, and I was hoping you could wish him a very happy birthday. Uh, I know it's late. I procrastinate. But if you could do it during a Florida Friday episode, we would die. Well, I don't want you to die, guys, because you're obviously huge fans of the show, and I need you to keep going. (laughs) And if you're going to continuously support me on the Patreon and write me amazing emails like this, I surely want you to live. But happy birthday, Jonathan! Yeah! On Florida Friday, I'm wishing Jonathan a happy birthday. Dude! And many more birthdays. Please don't get eaten by an alligator when you're vacationing in Florida. I want you to have many more birthdays, buddy. Brandy also wants me to consider doing another crazy Arizona episode. Yeah, I did. You know, it was just one of those weeks where all these crazy stories were coming out of Arizona. I did them all on one episode. I recall they were outstanding. (laughs) Anyways, she says, uh, we just moved to Arizona recently, and it's pretty crazy. Uh, really looking forward to hearing some of the new content. She means she means the new content that she's going to get access to on the Patreon, her and Jonathan, because I got stuff on there. I just uploaded a video of me going to a weird place in the desert the other day, and uh, I'm recording a bonus episode on Monday. Oh, yeah. You get you get a couple bonus episodes every month. There's, over, there's like 20 hours of additional bonus episodes podcast on there like news stories that i never got to and because it's on the patreon i get a little crazy with the articles um 
yeah, I go a little bit more uh, edgy because um, I have to try and keep it kind of clean on the podcast. But I go a little nuts on the bonus episodes, <laughs> so that's a reason to listen. But also another reason to uh, get into the Patreon and listen to those bonus episodes is a lot of them I have a co-host. Uh, I'll have a guest comedian who will also – you know, weigh in on the story, and some of them are funnier than me, so it's like, it's amazing, and I'm going to be having, uh, I got a mystery guest that I'm recording on Monday that you're going to love. Thank you, Brandy, and happy birthday, Jonathan. You guys, man, I love emails like this. Please send them on, funnyjones at gmail.com. It's totally cool. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time emailer, you get special attention. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then I send you a photo of me flexing my biceps. That's right, baby. Giving you the Randy Macho Man Savage. I should do a whole episode as the Macho Man. Oh, yeah, baby. Florida Fridays. That's right. That's not so good, but we'll work on it. So, Funny Jones at Gmail. Call the show if any of these stories pique your call in, you know, interest. <laughs> I don't know what the word is there. If you feel an inkling of of like you know you want to express yourself because I said something that offended you or maybe you even agree with it. Maybe you have a point of view that I didn't quite see in one of these weird stories. Please call the show 646-450-2012. The phone lines are always open. Also hit me up on Instagram at funny jones. On Twitter, at Funny Jones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. The Patreon is patreon.com slash weirdafnews. That's right. That's the way you can support the show. Please check it out. And have yourself a wonderful weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Hey, Jonesy. It's Wayfair, mate. Uh, just a little note of concern about your caffeine intake you're always bragging about. Uh as a person who's had a couple of heart attacks, you should really think about taking it easy on that caffeine now because it will catch up to you. It's only a matter of time. But as you said, yeah, just a note of concern, Mac. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Okay, Google. Hey, Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. And I heard your story about people paying $300 for a 90-minute cow-cuddling session. Well, Iowa City is known as the Berkeley of the Midwest, and we probably do have some wackos here that would like to cuddle with cows. But here in Iowa, we grow corn, we raise pigs, and we raise cattle. And we like to eat our beef. <laughs> and I tell you what, for 300 bucks, I can get uh, 80% lean ground beef on sale for $1.99 a pound, and that means 150 pounds of hamburger, baby. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you can have a pretty good barbecue with 150 pounds of ground beef. Or you know what? Better yet, on a Saturday night, Invite over uh, a few friends, and for 300 bucks you can have a hellacious party with uh, some top-quality steaks, and uh, you can get all the fixings. Get yourself a bunch of beer, maybe a couple of bottles of uh, high-quality alcohol, and some good-quality steaks, and have a party for 
you and a, a dozen friends and go to town with that. Instead of a 90-minute session, you can have six hours of fun on a Saturday night. Sounds like a lot better way to spend $300 to me. And, you know, you can do that with a dozen friends or, you know what, go another route. Uh, do it with six friends and have two parties on two separate Saturday nights or four friends on three three separate nights. You know what? It could just be you and Jonesy at the bar spending 300 bucks over the course of a couple of months. Better yet, spend $2 a month to, to, towards Jonesy's Patreon, and at that rate, you'd be keeping Jonesy caffeinated with the brew for 12 and a half years. What do you think of that, Jonesy? Uh, I think 12 and a half years from now, Jonesy's going to be – uh, a big success, and he won't be doing the podcast anymore. Anyway, I just was thinking for 300 bucks, there's a lot better ways to spend your money than cuddling a cow. Anyhow, take care, Jonesy. Just getting my two cents worth in. Keep bringing us the weird stories. Love you, bro.